Hello, it's February 17th, and we are a little bit more than halfway through Black History Month. Today is part two of our conversation on Canada's immigration policies towards Black people. Remember that Canada had some discriminatory policies in place against people of color throughout history, but we're discussing specific policies against Black people. As a quick recap, Black people have been coming to Canada since the early 17th century. Some came as slaves, some as newly freed slaves, and in the early 1900s, others came to work. They came to Canada steadily, accepted as immigrants, and settling mostly in what is now Ontario, Quebec, and the Maritimes. They still faced racism in Canada, though, and in 1910, with new immigrants trying to settle in the West, this came to a head with the Immigration Act of 1910 that tried to curb their immigration altogether. When I say Black people, this is not a monolithic group. They make up descendants of African slaves, as well as immigrants from the Caribbean. Their contexts were very different, of course, but they faced the same barriers and discrimination in Canada. This kind of discriminatory immigration policy really worked. The number of Black people in Canada fell from 21,400 in 1881 to 19,500 in 1931. Over the next several decades, the number of Black Canadians grew slowly to 32,100 in 1961, and this only accounted for 0.2% of the entire Canadian population. As we covered in past episodes, there were specific worker programs that allowed for Black economic migrants to come to Canada to work as domestic labor or in low-skilled jobs after the end of the Second World War. The economy was booming, and there were fewer people to fill needed positions. It didn't mean that these Black people had little education. On the contrary, they were highly skilled and highly educated, but were not able to work in high-skilled jobs. Canada needed lower-paid jobs filled and used immigrants to do that, not too dissimilar from the current immigration policies now. Many men from the Caribbean were able to come to Canada to be sleeping train porters, while women came to be nannies and caregivers. The Honorable Jean Augustine came to Canada through the domestic immigration program, for example, from the Caribbean. The discriminatory policies continued until the 1960s. In 1952, a new Immigration Act maintained Canada's discriminatory policies against non-European and non-American immigrants. The late 1950s to 1960s saw an uprising in activism and advocacy for the Black community, as the Canadian Civil Rights Movement was happening in parallel to the Civil Rights Movement in the United States. Black Canadians saw the grassroots work happening and were inspired to shed light on the systemic racism that was present here too. Even before this time, Black community organizations were appealing to the federal government to ease the immigration policies towards Black people, as the Union of Sleeping Train Porters did in 1954. They were major contributors to the changes in Canada's immigration policies. It wasn't until 1962 that significant changes started to happen. The federal government ended racial discrimination as a feature of the immigration system. Instead, a point system was introduced for potential immigrants. So no longer was race, color, or nationality a factor in the new system, and instead, work skills, education levels, language ability, either in English or French, 
and family connections here became the main considerations in deciding who could immigrate. From the 1980s on, immigration of Black people continued to diversify, with Black immigrants also including Africans too, who before had never made up a considerable portion of immigrants, only about 1%. In the 1990s, Africans made up 48% of Black immigrants to Canada. The cultural mosaic of Canada has shifted throughout history, and has for the Black Canadian population too. Understanding how immigration policies have affected Black immigrants is a critical part of understanding the anti-Black racism that exists in this country. We can be proud of our melting pot identity, but we should not forget that there are parts of our history where this was not just undesirable, but actively fought against. If not for the activism and work of Black communities, our cultural makeup would look very different to how it does now. Thanks for joining. We'll see you tomorrow.